and we're back on the shit show of French politics where I explain to Nast what's happening with the French politic and why it can be such a shit show. And this is part three of our deep dive into the NUPS, the new leftist uh, coalition, and why it's such a big event in French politics. Uh, going into the parliamentary election, which will take place uh, on the 9th and 12th of June uh, next month. The NUPS as the new unfortunate uh, paragraph on leftist thingies. Yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> so, tell me more about the three, about the, the, other, the other parts of the coalition. About the other part of the coalition. So, we're going to make them in order. So, the first one are the Green Party. Uh, so, the Green Party has a very long and convoluted uh, history, uh, which I'm not going to get into, but the Green Party were the first one to reach out to La France Insoumise after the, after the, the presidential uh, election. And I think this is where uh, La France Insoumise uh, played it really well, because as soon as the first uh, round was over, they had this discourse of, uh, yeah, but it's not over. The the parliamentary election should be the third round. Uh, let's take over power. Let's deny a majority to Macron and let's have uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon be prime minister. And something to be uh, really understood here is that since 2012, the parliamentary election has been put right after the presidential election. And because of the honeymoon phase of the presidential election, usually the president got a uh, majority in the poly in the parliament it was oh, so it's something relatively recent uh, no, it has happened before, because before it happened sometimes that the parliamentary majority was different from the presidential one. It's what is called a cohabitation but uh, but in tw but in twenty twelve the parliamentary election was moved right after the presidential election, and this changed because it was in the honeymoon phase of the presidential election, so it made it much more difficult it's not like a midterm election absolutely where you can have an opposition so it, it made if we look at American politics no there's uh, there are two years uh, an important part of the parliamentary elections parliamentary and senatorial elections no are happening two years after Biden was elected. So you first have the election, then the, then you have the time to nominate him and or to to actually take get get the new president to take power. And then there's two years of uh, of dysfunction <laughs> <laughs> through which the president has the president and her party needs to go through mm -hmm. uh, to and and then be able to claim that they will be better off if they if they got a majority in parliament. Yeah, exactly. So in that it's a bit different because the the first time the cohabitation appeared, uh, there was this uh, this decision to really uh, separate the separate the domain. So the president uh, kept the the reserve domain of uh, of foreign policy and tre treaty negotiation and signature. And all the internal uh, internal politics were given to the prime minister. But then when the parliamentary election was moved right after the presidential election, then almost systematically the president got uh, the new president got a majority because people said, yeah, we, we voted for we voted for him. We need to give him a parliament majority. But the treaty, the, the powers of, uh, of treaty are mm -hmm. also commercial treaties. 
uh, yeah, ge the treaty, general uh, treaty and international policy in, in general, uh, though there is some, some overlapping. Uh, but here what's interesting is that, uh, is that under this, uh, these circumstances, it is the first one that we have a re-elected president. So there is not really a honeymoon phase because now people know what Macron is about. And for La France Insoumise saying that, okay, let's make the parliamentary election a third round. It was also unheard of, and, and this is also why you had such a such a moral panic and, and such a shock because this was not done. This was not done before. And um, before you go into the, into talking about the different uh, the other parties that mm -hmm. are part of the coalition, I think that I would like to stop recognizing that there is something empowering about seeing. At least, if you if one looks at it with uh, some hopeful eyes, uh, new coalitions on the on the left, right? Because as you were saying, the center, the center left uh, parties that were meant to be actually in Spain at least, and I guess in France it's a similar picture, a coalition of the communists with the more um, middle middle uh, ground. Uh, so the pragmatic leftists and the pragmatic progressives <coughs> were that space of um, of the pragmatic left that will get to consensus that will have the that that will have let's say the ability to reach new agreements and to do the the flexing that rec that rec that politics require right but uh, but we've seen in this derive towards more and more, uh, there is no alternative that you're saying to neoliberal deregulation. We've seen more and more that the that the actual policies for welfare, for having a strong public um, public services such as education or uh, uh, healthcare or uh, uh, elderly care, no, and, yeah, yeah, and, and pensions yeah, have absolutely. been have been put into so much stress that we're just feeling that uh, that those are that, that those are collapsing systems that uh, were meant to decay and collapse uh, in any case and in this scenario the coalitions that are reclaiming that those institutions need to be reinforced and refurbished in a way are being branded as the extreme left Right. Yeah, that's uh, that that's uh, that that's really shocking. But but I think yeah, you're you're right to underline that uh, that having this leftist coalition that goes to defending the welfare state and trying to improve situation for the majority of the population, it is huge. It has created a lot of hope uh, on the left. Even uh, not everyone, but I'll, but I'll get there. But for most of the left, it has creating a huge hope. Before they managed to build the coalition, 80% of left-leaning vo voters in a poll said that they wanted to, to have a coalition. And the fact that the coalition only exists remobilizes people who used, uh, who used not to vote. And the current polls are, are also showing a, a, strong, um, a strong dynamics in favor, in favor of the leftist coalition. And there, and there was also... it's a. It's an anecdote, but it was really interesting. So in the in the weeks uh, in following the following the announcement of the coalition, you had a lot of uh, of candidates uh, uh, for the parliamentary election who had to desist because there was also a, there was also a, a, an electoral agreement. 
and you had a lot of them a lot of them announcing that they had to desist uh, happily saying that uh, because of the of the uh, noobs coalition i have to give up uh, running for for parliament but i'm very happy to leave my place and i will participate in uh, in the other in the other uh, candidate uh, campaign and, uh, and i'm very happy to 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 give up my position so that the union can can be done and uh, and that was quite extraordinary you don't see these kind of things normally mm. so there were some what you're saying is that there were let's say some 200 uh, uh, or whatever the number no 200 candidates that were like 50 50 50 50 for diff for the different parties but now as they are running as a single party they are going to be realistic as well as the number as the number of uh, a candidates that they are presenting and be and integrating those. Yeah, exactly. I will I will be giving the the numbers of the of the can of the candidates. So so the Green Party is the first one that reached to have a to have a coalition because uh, because the the program and the program difference were really aligned, especially in ecological transition, planification, and and having an eco eco socialist leaning. But when we talk about the 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 French Green Party, are we talking? more of a traditional left-leaning party uh, with a with a solid welfare uh, attachment or are we talking of the green german uh, let us let us get uh, a coalition with the neoliberals and Yeah, that's that. That's interesting. Is that uh, that we had both uh, in the Green Party, and there was a lot of tension between those two poles. One pole that was really eco eco socialist, so very close to and what the other is eco liberal. Yeah, eco liberal. Can... Yeah, exactly. And the candidate for the French election, uh, Yannick Jadot, was really on the eco liberal side, and uh, and some of the Green voters were really disappointed when he was uh, when he won the the, the Green primary. Buttigieg of green politics. <laughs> I don't know, but he was trying to to again the the green and the socialists were really hoping to get the to get the the liberal left back from Macron. And again, it is a strategy that failed. But he was trying to make a liberal pragmatic campaign. So uh, so uh, green green liberal working within the uh, with the reformist uh, with the reformist stance. Um, And it didn't work because he got uh, less than five percent. So some of it was uh, was vote that might have voted for him, but uh, voted Mélenchon to try to to block uh, Marine Le Pen's ascension. Sure, but as a strategy, it didn't it did not work. So the so the the Green Party uh, leaders were very quick to recognize. Okay, we tried to have the liberal green uh, leaning it didn't work uh, it even uh, pushed away some of uh, some of our voter base so coalition makes sense and and it was very quickly on top of this i would say that the green party got quite a good deal uh, from the from the coalition so they got uh, so they got 100 districts um, so the the total is uh, 577 okay. districts 
577 constituency for the for the parliament. Uh, so the Green got a hundred, which is rather good. It gives them good chances to have a to have a parliament group. You need at least uh, 15 parliament members to have an autonomous group. Uh, and also they got a number of districts uh, in the big cities because the big cities have turned to the Green vote uh, lately. Quite a number of uh, of French metropolises. So they got a number of districts that they really wanted to have because it was in uh, in areas where the the green vote has expanded and it gave them uh, more chance to more chances to win so i feel like from what i've read most of the of the leaders and um, and activists for the green party were were satisfied with the uh, with the negotiation except the presidential candidate uh, Yannick Jadot who was very critical of the agreement and uh, and is uh, and is actually not going to to run for parliament. So I think and we don't hear him that much these days. So I think he's uh, I think he must be sulking <laughs> some pla- mm-hmm. some place. Um, so yeah, that's the that that's the first one. Uh, then we have he might be able to run for Omarche. Yeah, he he's, he's no sorry <laughs> Renaissance uh, Macron. Yeah, actually, there's a lot of rumors saying that he might become a minister of something uh, <laughs> under Macron. Currently, he's a he's a European Parliament uh, uh, deputy. Uh, then we have the communists. So the communist party is more or less the story of a great big decline. Uh, right now, the communist party also has a sort of pragmatic uh, we need to we need to work with uh, with the companies and the private sector so which for communist party is a bit strange but uh, yeah that's also a very long and convoluted story um, what's important uh, to know is that the communist party in 2012 and 2017 uh, didn't run for the presidential election they had an alliance with uh, with uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon so with the left party and, and then La France Insoumise. And so they didn't have an independent candidate. And after 2017, uh, there was a new direction in the Communist Party with the, with the presidential uh, candidate that, that they had, Fabien Roussel. And their main objective was to have an independent platform, an independent uh, candidacy uh, for the presidential election, because there was this fear that the Communist Party would disappear or would be too dissolved uh, in La France Insoumise. And and during the presidential election, there was this really weird situation because the, the program of the Communist Party was extremely similar uh, to La France Insoumise. So they had to really insist about uh, about what was different between them, uh, mostly the question of what to do with the, with the nuclear energy energy sector. Um, but most of the time, la France Insoumise was uh, anti-nuclear. Yes, they are advocating for uh, for uh, going out of the of the nuclear, and uh, and that's not the and, and the communists want to want to maintain it. Um, so yeah, so they were pushing really hard on uh, on on trying to differentiate themselves from la France Insoumise. Uh, there was also a couple of. Uh, of not very good take about uh, so they didn't use the the infamous uh, islamo leftism but they were sort of implying that la france insoumise is uh, is being too lenient uh, with uh, with islamists uh, so that they can get the 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 popular uh, the popular suburb and the and the migrants or dissident the uh, descendant of of migrants vote so there, there were some really some really poor takes in that and uh, and yeah, and their objective was really to try to make at least five percent because that's how low the the, the communists have been. 
and and the, the communist candidate Fabien Roussel, he had a bit of media traction uh, for a while because since they were really trying to to take space away from La France Insoumise, some of the mainstream media was very happy to give him a platform. Uh, but yeah, but this failed as well. Uh, I think it finished at something like two or three percent. So the the normal uh, so the normal uh, normal take. Um, and uh, so after the Green, the Communist Party went to negotiate uh, rather quickly with uh, with La France Insoumise. Uh, they have been given fifty districts, which is uh, which I feel like is decent for their. Uh, current electoral weight, uh, but there have been a couple of uh, of dissident uh, of dissident candi uh, communist candidacies. Um, the socialists, I think you skipped them. Uh, no, I'm going to finish with the socialists okay. because the socialists it's the, <laughs> it is the it is the big part, and they were the last one to get there because it was the it was they were the hardest to get. Um, so yeah, so the communists are sometimes a bit of a sole loser because they, they build their whole identity is in the past five years from we're going to be different, we're not La France Insoumise anymore, we need to we need to build our own identity and and now they have to they have to get back to being part of the of the coalition and they don't like it. Um, so finishing with the socialist, the socialist was the longest negotiation. It, took a very great number of days to, to get there uh, because originally several members, because again, there, are, there is a lot of, uh, of tension with the Socialist Party because of the legacy of the Holland Liberal Presidency, of the Holland Labour Law, uh, that's, that's still hugely criticized. And originally some of the Some of uh, La France Assoumi's spokesperson were saying, "No, we'll do a leftist coalition, but not with a, not with the socialists." So that, that's that's how strong it was, and this is actually one of the one of the issues where it was uh, where it was a Mélenchon decision, saying that no, no, we're also taking over uh, taking over the socialists, which makes sense in the sense that so they did one. 0.7% at the presidential election. That This, the main socialist, the main leftist yeah, party. Yeah, so that was a trashing, but... Um, below at, the communists? Yeah, below the, oh, be, below the communists. Be, be, That's a shame. That's really like coming last in Eurovision. Yeah, well, it, it's usually where France is in Eurovision, <laughs> so it, it makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, but however, the reason why the socialists run for presidency, even though they were getting weaker and weaker, is that in the intermediate election, so in the in the uh, municipal election and regional election, they still did good numbers, uh, notwithstanding that there was so much abstention that this is the only thing that carried them. But for a bit, the socialists were like, oh, no, we're not completely dead. We still have all of our local uh, structure and local... I imagine they, yeah, they, and they have and a very, very low, a very broad reach in regional gov in regional uh, uh, city halls and uh, regional uh, departments yeah exactly so the hope of the socialist party was really we still have a strong uh, a strong uh, local local network and after a first uh, macron presidency uh, i think i'm gonna leave you finish this up because i'm hearing a baby that might be crying oh all right <laughs> so finishing with the with the social Um, there, so during the negotiation for um, for the for the coalition, there has been a major split in the Socialist Party because you have the new generation of socialist leaders who decided uh, who decided to say 
this didn't work. We're going to break with the legacy of Hollande. We're going to accept uh, um, changing the changing the, the labor law. We have to accept that we're not going to be uh, leaders. We're just going to, to be part of a coalition. And the old socialists who were uh, part of the Hollande presidency were really pissed, uh, including President <laughs> President Hollande, which is uh, very <laughs> very pissed about the about the coalition. Um, but uh, but in the end, so the socialists wanted a hundred districts. Uh, La France Insoumise was offering thirty. They finally negotiated uh, seventy districts. Um, and again, so. There's clearly been a split with the new socialist generation saying that no, we're we're ex- we're, we're accepting the Baba. the alliance. Baba. You want to talk about politics, Baba. honey, and the Baba. old socialist being very pissed Baba. and and supporting uh, and supporting uh, dissident uh, dissident candidacy, um, and and the the current uh, first secretary of the socialist party Olivier Faure said to the old socialists, which are aptly uh, nicknamed the elephants, saying that if you're not happy, you can go to Macron. Uh, we're going to accept that we're just a <laughs> secondary force uh, in the... Because a lot of socialists say, no, no, but uh, the, the center-left is going to rise again once Macron is out of the, <laughs> out of the picture. Yeah, it's borderline delusional at times. And this, but, uh, but yeah, but the, but the biggest part of the, of the socialists said, no, we're, we're going to accept it. We're not going to be the driving force of the, of the alliance. And, and they are actually very happy. The first secretary of the of the socialists, he's lost five years. He and and they say, oh, but now finally p- people were uh, were upset with us. But now when we go uh, when we go doing door to doors, they are congratulating us and they are nice <laughs> with us again because we are we are a leftist party again and it's uh, and it's awesome. So <laughs> so it was complicated getting there, but uh, but now they're happy. And so the issue is to is to know. Uh, how how solid the alliance is going to be, but and ah. of and of course there are dissident candidacy and the like, but but right now it's uh it's still an optimistic and it's a hope for a lot of people and and I'm sure we'll cover more of it as the as a parliamentary election grow closer. Yes. yes. Do you want to vote for the new PES, baby? Then there, there that, that means this here, that's great. Um, but in a way, it's a, it's a very... So when you told me about it, I thought that it's rather promising or that at least, at least it brings something that it's uh, sorely missed more often than not in uh, European politics. And it's hope, right? Having a program that actually enthuses people, that actually has a positive, constructive and aspirational goal to to do to, to move the needle in improving people's lives. And that's something that more often than not we just uh, distrust because we've seen how uh, how power has uh, often, even when yielded by the left, has of, often just uh, either been ineffective or just been used to self-protect or to to keep themselves in the elite or or, or abusing that power and and being now part of the of the main table stakes. No, yeah, abso- absolutely. And this is and this is what to st- we started with. That it is huge. It is uh, hope for a lot of people. The question remains to be seen. That 
how huge and how significant it will be. Because in, in terms of polls, um, so currently the NUPS is leading in the polls, but because there are 577 districts, it doesn't mm, it doesn't preclude how much uh, how much uh, parliament members they will they will have in the end, and uh, but so it's it's going to be tough. But right now with this kind of dynamics, they might be able to make it to make it. It's going to be really hard, but it's not impossible. And the mere fact that it's not impossible, it is really huge, and it's a hope for a lot of people. Thank you. And thank you, little little critter. Yes. And um, this will be it for our leftist uh, leftist analysis, and we'll continue next time with another exciting subject on the shit show of French politics.